All right, here we are. <laughs> Hello. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. Today, Larissa, Autumn, and I will be discussing and holding an interesting conversation regarding our sonnets, Silesi, Nel Mio Cor, Sonnet 18, and Until the Cigarette is Ended. Thank you. Hello. So who, who wants to start off? All right. Um... First things first, um, Autumn, why did you choose this sonnet? I chose Until the Cigarette is Over because I felt a connection to the story that was being told, um, not wanting to long over a loss, but just a short period of time of remembrance. Um, I thought that the sonnet really spoke to how I deal with my emotions sometimes. I just want to do a short period of time of me rem- remembering that person and then going back to whatever I was doing. So that's why I chose this sonnet. I think that's such a powerful theme and the fact that you chose the sonnet because it's um, relative to your life in a sort of way is really powerful. Yeah. All right. And since it relates, since you, since you relate to this sonnet in particular, What other aspects of the sonnet makes it different from other sonnets? What makes it different is she's using a lot of figurative language, but still finds some way to be direct in a way. For example, she describes her the setting, but we never actually she never actually tells us that she's in a underground nightclub, but we can all get the setting of that by when she says it's dark and deep and things like that and then you can imagine you can imagine that some soft um jazz music is playing also you she's smoking inside which is where um in the in the old days you could smoke inside of places so yeah so since you talked about the imagery she used what is your personal connection to the imagery or how she used her imagery my personal connection to it is I could really, I don't really feel like I had a really personal connection, but I had a connection to it because I could really just see it as if it was a painting. I could see the underground club. I can see everybody around caught, like Absolutely. enjoying their evening. I could see her leaned up against a pole or something in the nightclub smoking a cigarette feeling the way that she's feeling. I could just see it like a painting as if I was past it in a museum. I think that um, particularly like when I read poetry, a lot of times I often like when it has imagery because it kind of like, um, I don't know if it relates to you guys, but when I read certain poems and I actually get a feel for or a sense of being able to see the setting and the characters and what's actually going on in the theme, it really makes me enjoy it particularly more so like uh yeah I really like that yeah I agree with that too I agree with that um and do you think that the use of her imagery um uncovers the overall theme of the sonnet I do I do it um it balances very well and it just gives it elevates the poem how no other poem that I've seen before does. All right. Um, the point of view 
of this poem? How how is she speaking in this poem? She's speaking in first in first person uh, first person and speaking very indirectly because we never know we never know who or what it is that she lost and is longing for. But it is in uh, first person because she's talking about her personal feelings towards the person, how she feels about losing them. So do you believe that you're talking about her longing for someone? Do you believe that that is the message of the poem or what would be, if not, what would be the message of the poem? I feel like that's a, li- a little bit of the message, but the, the main message that I got was having balance in in your emotion in your emotions towards a loss, balancing your emotions in the spam of a cigarette, of of the time that you smoke a cigarette, because it's not that long, but it's not too short to where it's like, oh, did you really even feel anything? So I feel like she was just trying to tell everyone, please balance your emotions, and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, basically, after you feel the way you feel with your emotions can continue to move forward i think that's well said autumn i have a particular question for you even though i know it's not my time i my question to you is um do you find anything like unusual about the sonnet itself is there anything that you would change about the sonnet Um, i feel like i feel like i the way she used her personification because she used her personification talking about the shadow. The line was, the broken shadow dances um, on the wall. I feel like I would have changed that line to saying like, the shadow is like hunched over me or the shadow is always behind me and lingering. Uh, lingering like um, you know how when someone is like hovering over you and you, you feel like you can't breathe? No, yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like she should have used it like that, or she should have said a line that relates to that, that relates to feeling hunched over, can't breathe, you feel like you're suffocating. Because that's how that's what that's the emotion that I got from reading the poem. I felt like she should have talked about, I feel like I'm suffocating in her personification line. That's the only thing I would change. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I feel like that's um I feel like that's a really good, interesting perspective or a specific take on mm-hmm. it. Um, I feel like if I was to change the poem or make it more modernized, definitely, I feel like maybe specific word choice, honestly, like overall, I really do love this sonnet and I love that you chose this one, but I know that it like today, it seems to be like, um, kids tend to put down certain poems because like the word choice or like the word choice may be a little bit older than what the language that we use today Correct. is. But overall, like I really, really do love this sonnet by Edna. So right. And to uh add on to what you said, I think it is the word choice that makes it special mm-hmm. in a way and that'll make it different than other um sonnets because it's not so modernized. Um but Next question. Um, what is her inspiration behind this poem? And do you relate to the inspiration? I feel like 
her inspiration behind this is the place get the light at the end of the tunnel is the inspiration but you're still remembering the dark tunnel that you had to go through to get there um do i relate to that i do relate to that on a day-to-day basis because you know when you're feeling when you're feeling like emotionally in tune and you feel sad and things like that you still are working through it mentally and emotionally to get to a better place every single day. So I do relate to that. Do you find it to be meaningful? Do you find the inspiration meaningful to her sonnet? Like, do you believe that if it was, does it need to be the exact inspiration? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but like... I do understand what you're saying. I don't think it needs to be the exact meaning because I feel like anyone who reads the sonnet can feel the same way and they can interpret it how they would like. But I feel like everybody can pull something from this poem that has to relate to the light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, yeah, definitely. And also, I feel like in terms of the actual sonnet itself, not only is there that deeper meaning that Autumn is addressing, but I also feel like um, where she's she's also like the, the surface meaning is about um, kind of like the love is burning out in a relationship. So it's a lot of like um, it's a lot of symbolic and uh, I feel like a better word for it is um meaning and probably even like easter eggs within this sonnet correct all right. <laughs> um how all right let's talk about the volta how did the volta change your feelings about the sonnet the volta um i feel like the volta changed my perspective because it made it made me think about the narrator differently. It made me think that the narrator has different layers to them and the the narrator has different feelings. Um that's how I felt about this about the Volta. I thought the Volta was very well placed and the line of the Volta is well said. So um speaking about the placement of the Volta, do you think that there could be a different Volta within the poem or like a, a part of the poem where there was a change in tone? Yeah, a change in tone came around line eight to line nine, also line 13, like the two Voltas were. Line nine was, and then I do farewell. The dream is done. She's explaining how her dream or her memory is gone and she no longer remembers as if she has come back to reality. Also, line 13 is another Volta as well because after she talks about losing her memories, she then turns again and becomes a little more optimistic and brighter. Um, well, that states how it's different. Um, what metaphor do you think she was trying to accomplish in this book? metaphor i feel like the metaphor that she was trying to say what what like the metaphor was basically saying her emotions is kind of like a dream and a dream is only like a short span of time so that's why i feel that's where i feel like it was a metaphor at in your opinion do you agree or disagree with the title 
if you disagree, what would you name it other eyes? So do you think the title fits the song? I like that question. (laughs) I feel like I feel like yeah, the the title is absolutely correct. All right. I feel that way too. I mean, it's kind of like um what I kind of mentioned before or previously. It's it's kind of like that deeper meaning and then it's that surface meaning and like um you can interpret only until the cigarette has ended in like so many different ways. So and how a uh, question that ties back to figurative language. Um how does the figurative language use affect your feelings towards the poem? I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Uh wait. How does figurative language used in the poem affect your feelings towards the poem or the meaning of the poem? Um, I feel like the figurative language adds more depth to the poem. It makes it easier for every type of reader to have a full understanding. And it adds a great layer to the poem that most poems don't have. Well said, well said. Why? Uh, oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Which line from the poem do you think is important, is the most important, and why? What part of the poem is most important? Hmm. I feel like, I feel like the beginning of the poem is most important. The beginning line when she talks about where she is, how she's in a sad surrounding, and how her surrounding is very dark and narrow and smooth and like um jazz is playing. Like you when you when we basically can predict that she is in a nightclub. Um and then also when she starts when she starts to talk about the poem, like the line that says, I will permit my memory to recall the vision of you. It's like you can imagine her first lighting up the cigarette basically I think that's the most powerful part of this poem because because you have because you have to know the background of where the person is coming from so now they can officially start to move forward in the dream or they can move forward with the cigarette session to to get to get out of how she not to get out of how she's feeling but to get to a better place than when we saw, when we first saw saw the narrator and heard what they had to say. So my original question would be, how does it compare to the Volta? But do you think that since uh, the beginning of the poem talks about, um, as you uh, stated before, do you think that it it's a a difference between the um, Volta or does it like refers back to the beginning of the poem? Does the Volta refers back to the beginning of the poem? Um, the Volta doesn't revert back to the poem um, because the Volta talks about how she's done feeling sad and she's ready to be optimistic and more hopeful and just a little bit more joyous. So they don't relate to each other, but they still have some connection because she's not forgetting about her loss. 
she's just learning to cope with it and she's coming towards the end of her cigarette so she doesn't want to feel sad anymore all right last question um is uh, in particular when dealing with sonic they are often overly exaggerated or considered extra do you feel this way about your sonic i do not i feel this sonic is as extra as it needs to be in the that it is extra that it is considered extra by someone. I don't feel like anything is extra about the poem. The poem is written how it's supposed to be written and it's showing the emotion that is that is supposed to be shown. Agreed, agreed. Uh that was the last question that I had. Okay. <clears throat> that was a really good talk. Now I'm gonna Ask Sky some questions about her sonnet. You had sonnet 18, correct, Sky? Yes, yes, ma'am. So my first observation and question I want to ask you is what metaphor do you think the poem was trying to accomplish when titling the poem? You asked me what metaphor do I think the poet was trying yes, to accomplish? Yes, because it's a, it's a simple title. It's called Sonnet 18. So we need more context on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So definitely, um, even though the title is addressed as Sonnet 18, it's also called um, Shall I Compare These to a Summer Day? Um, honestly, I feel like the deeper meaning or the metaphor that is trying to be portrayed within the sonnet is that the young man will be forever eternal and will live forever throughout the sonnet and I also feel like it's kind of um it's kind of a bit of irony within the sonnet like there's this big theme and play on love and how his lover does not compare to a summer's day because summer is too short and too temperate and um he really idolizes his lover and his subject I think the whole commonality or the idea of the sonnet is really love in particular like I love this person so much that they're not like summer. They're better than summer. They don't even compare to summer. So I really, it's really like, I don't even want to use the word powerful. It just shows how love can be very um, admirational. So by your response, I can already kind of tell that you agree with the title. But do you or do you not agree with the title of this poem? And tell me why. <laughs> I do agree with the title. Um, it's kind of it kind of speaks for itself. I can understand that if someone was just looking at the title Sonnet 18, then they wouldn't know. But if someone was to come across and actually see that it's called Shall I Compare Thee to a Summer's Day, I I do agree with the title. I feel like it kind of gives a hint as to what lies ahead of you before you even read. So even before I um, even addressed or read the poem itself. I'm looking at the title and I'm like, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Someone's about to get compared to a summer's day. So I kind of already had like a hint of what I was getting into. So I definitely do agree with the title. However, if I was to make it um, more modernized, I feel like um, maybe the word choice could be different. Like um, instead of saying, shall I compare, compare thee to a summer's day? maybe go more into as um maybe get more into like it 
I can't from the top of my head I can't really name like a specific way of how I would change mm-hmm. the title to make it more modern but I do agree with how it is already I feel like it's powerful yeah I, so. I completely <laughs> agree with what you're saying I want to dive into the Volta now a little bit where do you feel the Volta is in this poem I would definitely place the Volta in line nine. Um, I say this because it shifts to this idea or this sense that his love and admiration for his love differs from the comparison of Summer. I feel like he talks about how his lover and like their beauty is eternal and will always be preserved. And it's like, oh, I love you so much. Um, Yeah, I would say the Volta is very subtle and kind of eases into this shift that his lover is eternally like um eternally like beautiful like they're gonna last throughout this poem um and I feel like the whole idea of the contrast is a really creative Mm -hmm. idea um and one of the things that I particularly love about the sonic is um sonnet is the fact that it's um both musical and like conversational in my opinion okay so that's how how do you feel this the volta changed your feelings about the poem um, as far as the Volta changing my feelings about the poem, I feel like it was kind of, um, I feel like it was kind of a bittersweet relationship and not necessarily like a negative thing or speaking negative about the poem. Like I was already, um, imagine me reading it and they're comparing, um, they're saying that their lover can't be compared to a summer's day. And it's like, though art more lovely and more temperate, um, and, you know, summer's too short to compare to the young man who is the subject. And then it kind of switches to, oh, you're going to be eternal. Like, you're going to live forever throughout this poem. Um, so long as men can breathe, their eyes can see. So long lives this and this gives life to thee. I feel like it really, really emphasized the point that he was trying to make. And I really particularly enjoyed that part. So I feel like my shift went from reading it to like, wow, this is a kind of a weird way to compare your lover, but it's also kind of, um, that's also kind of a beautiful way to compare your lover. And then it goes to, oh, this is a poem for them. And this, as long as they read it, it's going to last forever. And um, yeah, I feel like that change right there was just like, whoo, I'm here. Like <laughs> That is, yeah, I feel that. How do you think the Volta stands out or compared to other Voltas that we've seen, other poems? Hmm, tough question. Um, I feel like the Volta compares to other um, sonnets that we've reviewed in um, our English and journalism class, because I can say that um, some of the Voltas that we've reviewed, they also kind of come in kind of strong. So there is that similarity between uh, how the Volta kind of approaches, it kind of goes from, um, well, in particular in this one, it's like, um, I would say it's kind mm-hmm. of subtle, but in other ones, like, um, in other ones, I can't remember the name of this particular respondent, but I know it's another one by Shakespeare, and it talks about his fate with heaven and him being reminded of this lover um, that he wouldn't change uh, his state with a king. Like in that one, it, it shifts from being like super, super depressed and super, super down, but being reminded of this lover. So that one definitely came on strong versus this one. 
by Shakespeare, it's like it kind of eases its way into there, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I know I probably should have asked you this in the beginning, but why did you choose this sonnet? I chose this sonnet because it really, it really, really, truly did stick out to me. Um, I feel like it's a beautiful sonnet with a lot of interesting wordplay and um, comparison choices. And once again, I can fully admit that when I looked at the first couple of lines, I genuinely was thinking like, is this man seriously con- comparing his lover to a summer's day? Like, you know, um, oftentimes in modern love sonnets, when they compare their lovers or their subjects, they kind of compare them in um, a goddess-like way or a god-like way and give them these um, immortalized features. So when I seen that Shakespeare was comparing this subject to a season and was saying that his subject is maybe necessarily better than this season or just can't even compare in general. It just, um, it, it really captured my so attention. I have a, and I think it's kind of beautiful too. I as have well. a, a little button. Do you think that since he compared, he chose to compare his loved one to a summer's day, do you think there's anything based off how he writes about uh, the person in the song, do you think that uh, there is anything that the love subject cannot compare to? Like there's something that could be more lovely than the love subject? Um, hmm. I feel like, I feel like for one, you can't really compare the subject to nature because, you know, nature is always um, changing its course. Um, Dang, that's a hard question. <laughs> um honestly I I really I really don't know how to answer that one. I really don't. I'm trying my hardest and well, it's like uh, I'll get into I'll get into the personification of the poem. How do you is there a personification line in the poem and how do you feel about it? Uh yes, definitely. Um Definitely, definitely. Uh, too hot, the eye of heaven shines. By the eye of heaven, I think that Shakespeare means that the sun sometimes, you know, shines too hot, and he's giving reasons why a summer's day is not the best comparison for someone of the youth and of his subject that he loves so dearly. Um, there's also another line. There's a lot of lines in here that I feel like have a lot of personification. But thy eternal summer shall not fade. Um, it's a set that, that changes the sonnet to focus on how the summer of the young man's beauty and youth is different from an actual summer. Um, there's definitely a lot of personification in here. Definitely. Yeah, that's great. I actually saw that. I saw that line as well. It made me almost. It made me mm-hmm. almost pick that poem before I went to. Until the cigarette is over, actually, because of that line. But yeah, what is the? What do you feel the overall message of the poem is? What is the author trying to say, and how is he trying to leave the reader? What do I think the author is yes. overall trying to say? I think the the author is overall just trying to convey this um, positive sentiment of 
loving someone so dearly, honestly. I feel like it's just a universal, uh, universal theme of love and sentiment and admiration. And um, it's also kind of like leaving his legacy behind. That's why I said that it was kind of, it has some type of irony in there because it's like, not only am I leaving this poem for you to eternalize your youthfulness and your beauty as long as this poem, but it's also a kind of a way of him showcasing the fact that his literary works will live forever, even as he passes on. So I definitely think there's, um, there's multiple themes and there's multiple hidden elements that are um, portrayed okay. within this poem. What does this message tell you about your poet and how do you think this affects the way, the, this affects the way they wrote the poem? The message that this tells about Shakespeare itself, um, I'm glad you said that because I was actually waiting for this question. Um, <laughs> I think that he's very, very, I think that he was, I think that he's a very, very lovable person to put it like that. I think that he, <laughs> I think that he really, really, has a particular admiration for the subject of this poem, but I also kind of wanted to get into the fact that I looked up his um his previous like background and his life before he generated this poem and kind of like a bio about him. And he actually had a wife and three kids, but there is some evidence within this poem that suggests that he's talking about a young man specifically the line where it says and often is his gold complexion dimmed so I find it kind of like it tells me that not only does he have very interesting literary devices and um contained within his works but he also may have had a secret life or something secretive going on because this poem is about a lover of a a young man yet he had a wife and three children so it's so interesting i didn't know that (laughs) yeah i was definitely like when i was researching it i was definitely like oh my god it was it was definitely a shocker and i was kind of like was he possibly Mm, having an affair that's so interesting okay do you have a personal connection to the theme of the poem Mm, as far as romantically no but platonically maybe so I mean I have an admiration for my family members and people that I have close bonds with specifically like my mom so I think that even though this poem is suggesting um a love and positive sentiment it can also be platonic so you know um, he's talking about how this person. Oh no! I said oh, I was saying I completely agree with. You. I can relate to what you just said. Yeah, because I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not in that situation. But as far as like being able to compare someone and say that they're always being um eternal to you, then I can definitely say that my mom is like that person because, you know, um that's a pretty important figure in my life and I, I right. love her dearly. 
Um, do you? Let's go to my my very last question I have for you. Do you feel like the literary device contributed to help uncover the overall theme of this poem? Hmm. Definitely, definitely imagery and word track, uh, word choice. Because this whole um, contrast and this whole comparison and this whole imagery is what really makes this poem captivating. The actual, I know I've like kind of touched on this before, but the actual idea that he chose to use um, to say that his lover cannot compare to a summer's day is what really makes the poem stand out. So that literary convention right there is kind of what kind of captured my attention and hopefully others um, within mm. the audience too. Okay. Thank you so much. That's all I have. Thank you. All right, Larissa, I want to ask you some um questions about she ruled in beauty or are this heart of mine yes I am <laughs> okay all right um so I noticed that for your poem there's kind of a very gloomy description instead of like focusing on the admiration that he has for her and her characteristics um, I feel like he's definitely very sad, but he can't put the sadness of her death into words now that she is in, now that the subject, Laura, is in heaven. Um, do you have any personal relativity to this poem at all? That's my first um, starter question. Honestly, no, I haven't um, lost anyone that I love dearly in that way that he's talking about um but as he uses his imagery and figurative language I feel I felt as though that I have lost the person he his writing really helped me understand um what he's talking about and when you said that he's not able to put it into words I completely understand that with my emotions because people tend to hide it even though they try to explain it still they won't be able to fully explain it and I that's one thing that actually uh made me like this poem a lot because he talked about how you know although it's like I'm explaining how I feel but what I'm saying is not completely how I feel I don't know if that makes sense but I completely, I, I oh, yeah, did I relate to that part, but on the romantic way, no, I haven't related to what he is saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely do get what you're saying. Um, I feel like, I feel like the overall theme or this sort of um, cast of sadness and grief and that love and life is brief um I feel like that it's very it kind of comes down on you hard so my next question following up after that was would be where would you place the Lolita um, and did it particularly stick out to you in any story uh, actually the Lolita is in my 
nine. Um, and wait, is it line nine or line eight? It's line eight, actually, when it says, yet none there sorrow can in words enshrine. And I feel like that this is a very, very strong change in tone because in the beginning of the poem, he talks about how beautiful she is, how divine, and she's just this uh, godly, godless, goddess type person. And then he begins to shut out his feelings. He begins to say that all he has left is his grief and that's it. And he's alone. And um, I feel like that this Volta was very strong compared to other Voltas, um, simply because it's like you go from bringing her up and lifting her up and saying how much she divine she is and how amazing she is as a person. And then he reveals how her death has really affected him. And uh, it's another part after the Volta, it says, they weep within my heart and ears are death. And I feel like that's when he um, began to express or try to express how um, depressed that he has become. So I feel like it was very, very, very strong. Mm -hmm. And um, he tried to express his feelings, but he just shut himself out at the end. Yeah, it's definitely very, I find it to be very gloomy and very devastating. Um, I personally, when I read this sonnet, um, I kind of uncovered or felt like there was a resolution at the end of the sonnet which is kind of maybe some type of certainty certainty or assurance that or some type of reassurance that love is brief and always um he kind of says that it can only end in death but you I don't know if you noticed but he also like uh uses the word assuredly in the last three lines um, and it's kind of repetitive. Like, do you have any comments well, I think on that he specifically? Actually, uh, chose to use that uh, word assuredly, simply to emphasize that if he is most certain that this is all he has is his grief and any type of thing, any type of feelings that he had ended because of her death. And I feel like, as you said, with the resolution. I feel as though the resolution was him just saying, okay, this is what I have. I can't do anything about it. I have my grief. I try to explain how I feel, but I can't. So I'm just going to sit here with my grief and I'm just going to grieve and grieve more and more. And to add on, uh, mm-hmm. he tends to contradict himself um, because he he's very open about his feelings in the beginning of the film. And then at the end, he's just like totally like, I'm not gonna, yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna really Negative. <laughs> express the way that I feel because it's completely wrong. So I, I, I yeah, I think that that the resolution, it it just ended everything. Yeah, I definitely do agree that it's very contradicting. It's like, 
one minute I'm explaining how beautiful she is and how much love I have for her. And then the next minute it's like, love only ends in death. So That's, um, that's tragic. I definitely feel like, yeah, it, it definitely made me kind of sad reading it. And I feel like nowadays, some people really do, you know, struggle with being able to express and communicate with their feelings and kind of bottle up these thoughts and the way that Petrarch specifically wrote this poem or this sonnet I feel like it kind of captures between those two conflicting viewpoints and um yeah that's why I like the sonnet as well um my next question for you would definitely be I know I kind of tend to ask this question but I always like to get a feel for of more like opinions of um the sonnet specifically so like does any of the does any part of the sonnet sound, um, sound strange or peculiar um, to you at well, all? People could say that the Volta is kind of peculiar simply because the poem was written to express his feelings. And um, I feel like on paper, it's very peculiar because you're supposed to be able to express yourself. And since he's a poet, he should express his feelings. But he shuts himself out. And I feel like he's writing with his whole heart and and with his thoughts. So I feel like poets, they tend to write with their full-on heart and the way that they feel. But I feel like in um, this sonnet, um, he um, uh, uses his thoughts, his deeper thoughts and his heart to create this poem. So I wouldn't find it peculiar of um, the vault of peculiar, but uh, I noticed that that it would be kind of um, peculiar to open up um, about your feelings and then completely just throw it out the window and say, never mind, forget it. Um, yeah, because it kind of like relates to saying, I have to tell you something, I have to tell you something, like, oh, never mind. It's like, it's strange. It's like, what's the point? It's like, what's the point of. <laughs> Uh, mentioning it if you're just gonna leave it in the past or if it's well I'm not gonna say leave it in the past because I feel like he wanted to express himself but it's just he felt as if it was no point yeah or he's feeling like um restrained in and some sort of way or to, uh, not rebuttal like, but to add on to that I feel like that's what would make his poem like more like that could have been part of his poem, uh, explaining how he could have felt um, restrained. Uh, I, I like what you said. Um, he could probably feel restrained, but he's not explaining his true feelings or thoughts. I like how you. Um, I like how you suggested a te- uh, technique of going into more in depth of. Uh him possibly for future references well i know he's he's passed away but um if he was able to go more in depth about his feelings instead of being like oh no never mind or being entirely not optimistic towards his grief and his loss of laura then it particularly it it would have changed the sonic completely but I do think that's an interesting way um, 
And for this question I have next is, do you feel like he's being very, do you feel like he's being very extra? Because um, I feel like he is. Well, some parts you can say yes. Some parts you can say yes. He can be extra, you know, saying, oh, I love her. She's this, she's that. She's such a goddess. And then, oh, it ends in death. You know, she's supposed to, she's supposed to be um, immortal, but she, he's saying that it ended in death when in reality is him describing her as a goddess even though she has died i feel like that particular part of the poem could come off as exaggerant because he's still alive and he is um talking about how she's such a goddess and how she could be above him and above anything she's just so divine and i feel like it's very it's weird in a way like i, I feel like um that part um really um it it's it's confusing with that <laughs> and from going there i want to ask you do you feel like the sonnet is traditional no. at all the begin again the beginning it really is but i just i just feel like well i don't know Honestly, because with the sonnet, with the traditional sonnet, you should be able to express yourself and have two different, yes, it is a traditional sonnet, because this is myself right now, I could say yes, because in a, in a sonnet, you should be able to have one feeling, but then as the Volta comes in, you can you, um, show the complete opposite or even probably shift away from your original idea. So I feel like he did this perfectly and I feel like yes it is a traditional song yeah yeah um I feel like it I feel like it's kind of a mixture between on the lines or on the fences of traditional and not traditional like there's some reasons that lead me that to think that it is traditional and then there's also reasons other reasons that make me think like um it may it may not be because Overall, it's kind of a, I feel like it's kind of a difficult poem to differentiate or kind of uh, break down whether it is traditional uh, Could you be talking not. about, like, is it um, song-like? Yeah, 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 the original, yeah definitely. Some the original one um, in Italian, it actually does. It, that's the thing about this poem is confusing because you can try to look at the different aspects in English, but in um, Italian, it actually shows it, it, it's smooth because it seems like it's much of a conversation here, but in the original, um, translation, it, it, it shows the, I think that's what it is. The English is not very much traditional, but the Italian is, I feel like that's why it's important to bring those two together and to mention the both of them because it's, it seems it's the same poem, but it seems differently in a way. The way that it is written and the way that it flows. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, in your opinion, what literary devices um co like contributed to helping you uncover the overall um, theme of this sonnet? The metaphor overall. Um, of who Lore is not used in the song, but the sonnet, but the metaphor 
the metaphoric way of thinking. She's divine, um, goddess-like. Um, she's a noble lady. I feel like the different comparisons actually helped me uncover his true feelings, which helped me uncover the meaning of the poem. Um, and also when uh, personification, personification, when he had mentioned they weep within my heart and it is hard death. Um, no, that's not okay. But I feel like, oh no, it was right here. And not reminds me to save more for breath. Um, I feel like that um, line, it shows that he, um, <clears throat> it shows that nothing can get him out of the way of focusing on his sadness and his grief of Laura's death. So I feel like it helped, figurative language helped um, identify his true feelings for Laura, but it also emphasized to the audience that he's not going to get over the, the grief and the sadness for Laura. Thank you so much, Larissa. I really do love your answers. Um, before we wrap up, because I know that we're approaching an hour. <laughs> before we wrap up, I would like to just talk about like the similarities and the differences between um, all three of our poems. So what would you guys say are like the similarities and the differences? I definitely think the fact that we all have modern love sonnets is a similarity. Um, the Volta, I'd say for all three. Um, all three sonnets are very similar in the way that they were portrayed. Um, they're very strong pulses um, and obvious, and it was a change in tone. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that, honestly. Um, also, the fact that there's a lot of figurative language between all three of our sonnets is a similarity and all, as well. all our authors are very in tune with how they feel. Very. I feel like it has feelings yeah, that, that are I very, that. that are relatable, but not on a personal level, like more so on a emotional level. Like they are able to emphasize like, okay, I feel this way. And you, it, they would help the audience be able to feel as though they've gone through what um, they're talking about. Oh yeah, thank you for approaching that, Larissa, because I almost forgot that we all have this um, idea or these sonnets about uh, love, but in particular, we can kind of we can kind of make personal connections to the actual poem itself, but not in a romantically involved way, but more personally within our lives or maybe just in certain aspects in general. So that was a great catch. I've had a pleasure but, talking um, to all of you ladies yeah. about this, about our poems, and I think we can wrap it up here. We said a lot of great things. I had a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, all right. Thank you all for thank taking a listen. We are going to close here. it out here. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.